Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Here With You podcast. I'm your host, Ford, here with Jean Valjean, or I mean, John Harmon. And uh, today's podcast is a little on un, un, uh, researched. We're just kind of talking off the cuff of something that we kind of kind of notice coming up in our lives and other people's lives and just kind of the idea of like intentionality or mindfulness and how like we can't just have our lives revolve around one person we kind of have to be our own person as well I think that's where John was getting at I'll kind of let you kind of start with what you were thinking first yeah I guess just a little bit of background um so yeah, we were able to meet in person because I was in town uh, under some some pretty sad circumstances, some pretty unfortunate circumstances, which is that a neighbor uh, that we had had there uh, who we were really close with, who had a family who was kind of like our family, and he took his own life and uh, we went for the funeral. And uh, that was really, really emotional, but I think when we got together and just trying to digest and process, I think that was something that was kind of on my mind. I was just thinking about, you know, really how how would this been preventable, really, to be honest with you, which was, you know, and I just kept thinking, you know, one of the reasons that he had kind of gotten to that point was because of the ending of a relationship mm-hmm. uh, that he was in and how I think how he must have felt about that, which was that it was coming to an end and that there, there was nothing beyond that. And that mm-hmm. it ending meant that his whole life was ending. Um, and I've been there, you know, I've been in relationships like that. So I think just being in that situation and thinking about that and, you know, knowing that that's a topic that I think we could talk about, and it could impact other people and help them maybe just to reevaluate, you know, their relationship and their intentionality behind their relationships. Yeah. Uh, and so. Yeah. I mean, I definitely have gone through a lot of those relationships and that's, it's more like me trying to find like this relationship's going to solve my problems or it's, this is what's going to make me happy or this is what's kind of like most important to me. And and in a, in a sense, it kind of became like an idol in my life. And about last year, kind of, kind of funny, like last year, I think maybe I was driving up to church one day and I think I, was, I had read some Timothy Keller books on like idols. And, and so it was kind of like kind of depressed going through my depression and like finding that like I was kind of making an idol of like wanting a relationship and and not being content and being singleness and my singleness and and kind of focusing on God as my God and not relationships as God and since then I actually did get a relationship and it's it's a good relationship where a lot of intentionality we try to be intentional and and uh, not make either one of us like the the center like god god's the center of it and i think 
that's kind of where it's got to start. You got to start of making God the center of your yeah. life. And I think it's funny because like when you, you talk about like how kind of that mentality of, oh, this relationship can save me or even like just making me think about like how I've been in relationships where like I thought I was going to save the other person or fix the other person. And that was kind of the whole basis of the relationship was like, I'm going to make them better. I'm going to fix them, you know? And that gave me purpose within the relationship. And it's, you know, it's, (laughs) I think, I don't know where I was going with that, but that's just kind of where my mind was wandering was just the idea of how when we get into relationships, a lot of times, um, it's not something that should be taken lightly. You know, it's, it really is something that you should take very seriously because um, there's consequences to your actions. You know, you can hurt people and you can be hurt by not, you know, understanding that you have to have your own separate relationship with God first and foremost, and finding, you know, your own, your own self and knowing, you know, who you are when nobody else is around, because only God can do that and know that about you. So, you know, building that relationship with him, I think, really helps (laughs) in self-discovery, which I think is important, because I think that's why we, we put so much weight and so much gravity into these relationships is, is because, you know, we want it to be our end all, right? We, we want it to be the thing that's going to, you know, bring us joy and happiness. And, you know, I, God did, you know, we, we have relationships for a reason, you know, and they are good, but they're just a reflection of the relationship that we should be having with him, you know, and everything should kind of spawn from that. And that's really, every relationship should be a reflection of your relationship with God. So, um, I don't know anything else you would you would add or say or uh, I had something that's going a little blank um, and I was just kind of thinking of like in context with your neighbor and kind of what they they went through and what the family's kind of going through now it's like he was kind of I mean, I don't know the, I don't know him very, very well. You knew him pretty well, so we don't know like the fullness of what he was dealing with. But in an, on the surface, what we know is that he was the relationship that they had was kind of ending, and and he kind of lost hope that he could re- find restoration in it. Yeah, and. So he didn't have anywhere to kind of turn to, to so like if I was going through a similar situation now, I would probably be like God, why I would lament, I would like try to reach out to people, and and I think it just it got to that point for him where he didn't have that or he didn't feel that way, and um. And that's kind of why it brought it up for you. Is like you felt like maybe I, I could have done something. I could have, and and we can feel like that. And because I've lost a lot of people to suicide, and I feel like I could have, maybe I could have done something to help my uncle. Like 
because I always remember him. The last time I saw him, he was leaving church, and he didn't look too happy, or he didn't really notice that I was walking by, and I didn't say anything, and I, I was like, man, I wish I should have said something. Or, um, But we can't, like, hold ourselves accountable to that, like, because we, we, even we, if we do those things, like, it doesn't necessarily stop them, but what we can do is try to show them another another way and hope that it it provides them with a tool or or an actual relationship with God when those times come because even I think what I was trying to get at was like so like you're married I have a relationship that might lead that will lead to marriage eventually and but I also know that we're both sinful people and we're not perfect and and that there's going to be joy and happiness but there's also going to be times of struggle and 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 then we both have to kind of turn to god and those things and come together so that's i guess sort of what i was kind of getting as like how do we what are ways that we can turn to God in those times? And I mean, we sort of covered them in separate podcasts or like how, but how do we create that relationship first? And then how do we turn to God, I guess? Well, I think, I think it's preventative measure. Like, I guess if you wanted to kind of hit the rewind switch, really before you get into any relationship, you should probably evaluate the intentionality of it, which is something that I was really guilty of when I was like a teenager, very immature, would not think these things through. It was really just kind of a, in the moment, this is just for the, the you know, seeking pleasure. Um, didn't really respect a lot of girls. Um, and then even the ones that I did and, and actually did have really strong emotions for, like I never really thought through like, what, did, like what, what should I be doing if I want this to last long-term? It was kind of always just like, you know, t- today, this makes me feel good today. So I'm going to keep doing this today, not thinking about like tomorrow when maybe I don't have access to that feeling anymore. You know, what, like, where am I going to turn to? So it's really, it's, I think it's preventative measure to be, be intentional before you get into a relationship. Right. So I think asking yourself, what should a healthy relationship look like and, and knowing what your boundaries are. And if the other individual doesn't meet that, then kind of, um, you know, knowing, knowing where you're going with it, right. Being intentional, um, long-term though, like as far as if you're already in it, if you kind of already find yourself in a position where, you know, you don't know what to do. Um, a community, man, that always seems like the, the, the one we always go back to, but it's community. It really is, um, seeking out that help that you know, that you need in that moment. Cause as much as I wish I could have done for him, um, you know, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't seek out help in that moment. And I, and I wish he had of, um, yeah. And like, when we say community, it's like circle of people that you trust. Like it doesn't have to be like, just like a pastor or though those are like good ones to reach out to and I actually 
um, a couple weeks ago, a guy, my church is sort of meeting with this organization. It's sort of like Celebrate Recovery, but more gospel-centered towards my type of church. And so they were kind of meeting to tell the small group leaders and anyone interested like what what it is and how it's going to work and and just kind of learned about there's I wish I had the picture with me I have it somewhere but it's like these different levels they kind of narrow down people who are struggling into like these different levels of like how to know when this person needs more help out than just their community like like you can go to the, the small group and talk about this is my prayer request i'm really struggling with this relationship and but then helping equip those kind of people uh, the leaders with like maybe this person needs to talk to the pastor or maybe they are more like where they just really need to go to this hospital like those kind of things and so i think like the other half of what i wanted to kind of talk about i don't have to go into it yet but was more like how do we equip ourselves to help people better because i kind of just that's kind of what i feel is where you're at i don't it's just kind of a story I tell myself of where you're at like like how do how do i really help people or when they come to me with stuff like how do i really resonate so that it's like doing something yeah um i mean i think your testimony like personal experience really helps um and i think too like you know, we serve a divine God. I think a lot of times the opportunities that arise are very intentional in God's part. Like the people that I'm able to share my experience with, you know, can be something that they've personally gone through with, you know, whether it was attempting suicide, whether having suicidal thoughts, depression, anxiety, being able to be, you know, vocal about that. But I think a lot of that is like God enables me, allows me to be able to have these experiences with individuals where I get to share my testimony, not only like, Hey, I went through it, but this is how I got through it. This is how, (laughs) this is why, and how I'm on the other side. And it's, it's always, it's always God, because it's like you said, like, even in relationship, when things get really tough, like when you're in that relationship and you know, there, there's so many cliches, like the, the other half, you know, you're, your better half, whatever. But when, when you get into an argument and that other person, you're at odds with them, where else, where else do you go? You know, you, you turn to God like immediately um, because you don't have anywhere else to go. And it's like, even my relationship is like, is, is like that. Cause there was a, a time where we weren't together. Um, but I really, I knew that I, I really wanted to be together and have a family uh, together. And I prayed and was very intentional about it, even fasted. Um, and just sometimes, sometimes the, the prayer was just simply to get along. Um, but <laughs> over time, God really worked in, in our lives and was able to bring us back together. And I think that's why we've been together for, no, that is why we've been together ever since we haven't, you know, we haven't split up. We are married. We have another child, like, and it's because it was centered around God. Like it was, 
centered around my prayer closet. It was centered around knowing that I wanted to be a better man for my myself, for my son, you know, and, and for Amber, who at the time wasn't my wife, but I knew I wanted her to be my wife. And, you know, I think God worked inside of me um, and was able to, to, to bring us back together and really mold our relationship around him and knowing it was him the whole time. Like, we don't, we don't shy away from it. We, we don't use euphemisms. Like, God brought us together. God saved us and redeemed us. And um, I don't even know what your original question was for. But, like, I, I guess being God-centered, like, a lot of it um, with relationship is, is having God at the center of it. Not just when things get rough and you turn to him because you feel like you have nowhere else to go, but even on the daily. Because um, who I am as a father and as a husband, as a coworker, uh, as an employee is all, I think, based around what's in my heart, right? When I'm at work and I know there's a policy that I should be following, right? And uh, maybe I'm thinking about bending it or maybe I'm thinking about not following it. There's something in my heart that says, hey, um you're better than that like you're 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 a child of god like there's a higher expectation right and whether it's being a father and wanting to be lazy but knowing that like my son needs somebody to look up to right he needs to have memories of a father who was there for him and loved him uh as a husband it's listening and understanding my wife right? Because there's a lot of times that I've cried out to God and he heard me and he listened to me, right? And I probably didn't deserve it, right? I didn't deserve to be heard. I I didn't. And he, he did hear me. And it's having Christ at the center of your, your life. And it's such a cliche, right? And you know, there are some things that should be there to, to know that, that that exists, which is reading your Bible and praying and, and having a one-on-one relationship with God. Yes, those, those things. But it, it should be so ingrained that we see it in the smallest things, you know, whether it's spending time with our children or doing the right thing at work or knowing that I'm not the only one in this relationship and that yeah. it takes humility and it takes uh, understanding even when I don't understand. Um, and that comes from God, the strength that he gives, that, gives to that's me. That's like where that, uh, it's kind of the intentionality part of this comes in. It's like your those daily habits or, but you're setting intentionality of like, I want to be a better father, not just because I'm supposed to, or as we expect expected, but because I love my child and I want him to grow to be a better man than even I was. Yes. Yes. And and that requires an intentionality like you like those probably days where you like maybe you don't want to watch um his Minecraft video or whatever. Okay, I was going to say, you, do you know what the kids are watching these days? <laughs> well, I was trying to think of something on YouTube. I remember he watched like some, a bunch of YouTube. Yeah, you got it. You were right on, right on the um, head there. But it's like, maybe I don't want to watch play Minecraft or, because I know like a lot of times like with my dad, 
Like I just I wanted him to play PlayStation with me, but then he didn't want to do it because he didn't want to lose. Because he liked N sixty four. Yeah, it's my shirt. I'm wearing. <laughs> uh, I had to get it yesterday when I was shopping for the coronavirus. But like, um, but but that's something that's important to him, and so you know if I if I do things that are important to him with like healthy boundaries um like we're gonna have a stronger connection it's not just about me and what i want every day um and that's that's a hard transition for me going from being single living by myself and to sort of do with my dog where i have like oh this dog needs to be fed (laughs) or i gotta buy dog food you know um but it's just it's something that I know that is important in the long run and that I guess where I'm going is that daily practice though creates a stronger bond and that bond is harder to be broken um but then well, you also yeah. can talk deeper about things you're struggling with because you have a stronger bond. And like thinking about like the things, the tools that we have, resources that we have, like for one, the Bible, uh, why do we read it? Because it's, you know, it's God inspired, God's inspired word, but it's the living word. So it's there in every situation. And that's the beauty of it. Like I was, I was reading Psalms the other day and I can't, I think it was, what is it? 117 was the one with the swarming of the bees and <laughs> Somewhere around there, but I came across I that. I did remember that was one I referenced for my anxiety. Yes, and uh, you know I hear that, and I'm I'm going back to the podcast, and then being able to remember things in the podcast that helped me in that situation, which is just like it's the living word. It's like the most awesome thing that you you can have with you as far as helping you on a daily basis. So that's I guess what I'm trying to do here is break down the resources because. I don't want it to be cliche. I don't want it. You got to read your Bible, right? Because I was told that growing up, you got to read your Bible. You got to pray. You have to, you have to, you have to, but it's the intentionality behind it. Why do we do it? Because it's a living word. Because if I'm having a crummy day, I can open up the Bible and it can speak back to me through my faith. It can speak back to me through prayer, through asking God to speak to me, lamenting, like you mentioned, yelling at God, (laughs) being angry expressing your emotion and knowing that he's big enough to handle it and that he's not going to punish me for expressing myself and knowing too through my faith that he's going to answer me that he's listening and he will answer me and i think that's where i was going with the child metaphor like you and your child like you and god like if you have that daily practice and intentionality like you feel more comfortable to to do those things and come to him in those things and share your thoughts and your what's on your heart um but some other like book resources if you're me like me and you like books i'm gonna read a lot of books during this quarantine um what are you reading now uh well one of the books the guy that came to my church mentioned was instruments in the redeemer's hands so far i really like it um i just kind of started it it's from paul david tripp uh, he actually has He's a pastor out of Philadelphia. 
and but he has a lot of resources for uh, biblical counseling he has a lot of books on like suffering and all types of things and um this one's specifically for like people who want to help other people and seeing like that we're kind of all qualified to counsel in in some way maybe not in the and and then like not perfectly as like counselors like a biblical counselor but like as someone to provide counsel and then direct them up to what they need so it kind of goes back to the ministry of we're trying to be a resource to people and be a place where people can maybe learn a little something but then find resources that where they can investigate further so that they're not going through this alone and we're here to hear with you and i like like, like what you just did there it's the name of the podcast and another one i just finished it's a little more basic but i think for people who are maybe don't read as much as i do or know more of like the biblical counseling side of things is a shorter book called side by side by ed welch and like each chapter's just kind of like targets specific ways of like how to sort of talk to somebody on a like if you're a it's more like if you're a small group leader and you don't really know the person that well like how to kind of talk to them about what they're going through and not be like unsensitive or over or for like me it was people who were kind of like over like just give it to god and 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 uh do not have the spirit of fear and just read your bible yeah just like bullet point help like wow that that really changed my anxiety thank you um it kind of makes you feel like you're not heard like like they're not they're not acknowledging that you're dealing with something so that's kind of like what that book was about and it's pretty pretty quick read um he also has a lot of books on biblical counseling and addictions and books on he's a book on depression he doesn't have the greatest graphic designer uh for his covers so don't judge his book by his covers <laughs> um, audiobooks are okay but they're not him talking i always like the author when they do it versus like some guy who speaks in a different cadence so it doesn't sound like somebody's talking to you i just learned that uh, my bible app like when you change the actual translation is when it changes the voice of it i thought it was like oh you program what voice you want but it's actually based on the translation of the bible so like king james i think has like a real thick like old english british accent you know what does the passion translation have (laughs) a very passionate voice you know that's the, the bethel translation I did not. But let's not get into that because uh, I know somebody who's really into that one. And I don't... Um, Never heard of it. So I, I, I wouldn't even be comfortable it's getting basically, it. Basically, it's the New Testament and um, some Psalms. I think it's Psalms and 
something else. It's not the whole Bible. Oh. But it's basically like Is this um, like Andy Stanley's Bible or? No, it's it's Bethel, but oh, okay. but it's like more descriptive emotionally of what the Bible's saying. So it's like the passion translation where that kind of comes from. But I mean, do they just not include the other ones in there? Be like, I don't think they've gotten to it yet because it's just them translating. Okay, so it wasn't like some like deep. But, you know, disagreeance. So we're gonna take the Old Testament out, or like I, I don't know that far. That's all I know, and that's all I'm gonna talk about. I'm not to, um, not here to. Dog well, we actually, you know, the little miniature Bibles that they that they have. They used to like hand them out. Um, they had like this. I think the Psalms in the New Testament in it. Yeah, the, we um, actually got one. <laughs> I don't. I think amber had bought something from like a secondhand store and it was in the pocket or something like that it maybe was in a purse that she had bought and it was pretty cool because it was like this individual had written in it like as she's reading it but it was like pouring herself out into this and her and like the experience that she had gone through i think with the you know honestly i don't think she was even like specific about it but it was just whatever she was going through she was like pouring it out into this bible as she's reading it like and yeah. writing in it and it was pretty awesome uh we, we've got it laying around here somewhere but again living word right living word just another example so, uh, of how gideon's bibles what was that yeah it's just uh the gideon bibles were like the small oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Small. um well i guess those are the ones in the hotels so never mind oh anyway <laughs> um getting off topic but so yeah like definitely for me like even just knowing more about the context of the scriptures brings it more alive to me like this is what they were really going through like and i think that kind of goes back to like how does somebody get to that point where they have that kind of revelation through the bible and i think it kind of starts finding i mean you got to have that community but you got to go somewhere where that community is healthy and you got to have like a find a healthy church that's going to grow you and um, have those kind of resources where you feel comfortable in your small group to share what you're going through yeah, maybe that should have been the topic for the coronavirus is, is uh, healthy community, right? Yeah, different. Wash your heart. <laughs> um, and, and then, it, but it also comes with a willingness to be open and tell people your struggles. Um, so, but if you have that safe space or that that community that you trust then you could, should feel comfortable to share those things and yeah so then it's sort of that that intentionality where you're building this tool set uh or in relationship with god and so when those when the waves come like when the the plagues come like you're you're prepared to deal with them and to to get through them 
You know, one resource that I'm thinking about is, and it's funny because when I stayed at your house, you had it on, you had like a magnet, right, on your your refrigerator, but it's the the suicide prevention hotline. Yeah. Uh, another resource, uh, honestly, like if you are if you are there, like if you need to someone to talk to right then and right there, there is a resource. And uh, yeah, yeah, we're kind, of, I guess, talking about how people like you and me can help people but how do people who are maybe to the point where they they're like on the edge like they don't have time to start a community like they they need help now and and another resource besides suicide prevention hotline um i mean obviously there's places like here we have bridgeway where they have uh, a lot of resources for people who are struggling with addiction. I think they just opened a, a health clinic and counseling center. But obviously on the biblical counseling side, a lot of um, churches offer free biblical counseling. Um, and maybe that's a little weird for y'all right now, um, but it's it's somewhere to go that's that's free and they're definitely willing to to listen and and just kind of be open to what they have to say and like because because basically like for them it's like and for me too that god's word is has answers to what you're going through maybe and and how to how to use that to, to counsel you but they're also pretty compassionate and they're not going to just use medicines to throw at you. And um, cause I've done both counseling, biblical counseling and, and, you know, for me at first, biblical counseling was kind of weird because that's just something I have never thought of at the time, but it was a place where, you know, they, people first started really listening to me versus kind of like telling me like, Oh, you probably just have ADD or you just have anxiety. It's just a thing that you're going to deal with for the rest of your life. And that's not great to me. Cause like what I've gotten is that God can heal all those things. And it maybe maybe not instantly through a lot of trial sanctification and, but like there is a way through what you're going through and you have to start somewhere and not, not just give up because there's a way out and I've seen it. So <laughs> Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. Um, try not to go on like a soapbox or anything. No, yeah, I mean, you can tell that, that it's uh, what you're passionate about and what you what you know. I mean, you've got a lot of resources there. You are, you know, constantly seeking this out because you want to be a resource yourself, um, which is awesome. Uh, and just glad to be a part of a ministry that, you know, is has that much intentionality behind it, you know? Yeah, and, and I've actually kind of put aside a lot of time recently to focus more on it and 
kind of restructure what it is because I mean, I do that all the time, but kind of stop doing my personal business because I don't um, really need it because I have my family business that I work with and kind of help them more. I kind of stopped doing it, but also to kind of focus more time on the ministry and podcasts and being a more of a resource to people, um, but also having better management of my time. And that's why I like what my church is doing. So we're trying to kind of connect it. Like maybe my, what we're doing here is like a funnel that leads to the, these kind of places like Snowberry Recovery or um, a churches would be like Soul Care if they decide to do that one. Um, and I've learned a lot about resources by doing this because I felt like the church really at the time I was struggling like didn't really care about helping people that were struggling or they were um, or at least the ones I went to but there are churches out there and there are resources out there and we're doing our best to try to connect people to those and and so that's what I'm trying to do now with all this and um, I know the 30 of you out there that are listening <laughs> hopefully you've gotten something out of it and uh, just to kind of like wrap up is like there is there is hope and, and this this struggle you're going through is is fleeting and and in the grand scheme of your life like it might shape you in a way that's better than what you're going through like I've I mean I don't like that I had to struggle with anxiety to know that or or all the relationships side that kind of failed that I wanted to succeed like at the time like that was all that really mattered and and I think sometimes when those things fail there's something greater to be seen through them like maybe I'm shouldn't really be focusing on these things that I'm focusing on like if that makes sense like no it does i honestly i think of like the the scripture that says you know seek seek him first in the in the kingdom of god and all these things shall be added unto you right like having god and christ at the center of your life and that being the focus then god's going to supply you know all of these other things like a healthy relationship right um because it teaches you how to center him in everything that you do um so yeah, I mean, just having Christ-centered relationships, right? Because you have a Christ-centered life. And just letting things, the things that you do, that you want, that you desire, understanding that God knows those, uh, and that God does want, you know, not only what's best for you, but he also does want, you know, you to experience the desires of your heart, right? And if it's Christ-centered, then it's then it's him, essentially, you know? and And it's just this it's, it's a love story in and of itself. So I think really for me, yeah. like if I was to conclude anything, it would be that there's hope found in God, right? That, and like you, I like that you touched on it, but that if you're in a moment 
where you don't think things are ever going to get better, I can assure you there is hope that there is hope that things do get better. And it starts by believing that. And uh, for me, I, I have to have that. I have to have faith. I'll be honest with you, for the type of person I am, I have to have faith. I have to believe that there is a God that loves me because otherwise I get caught in myself and, and negative thought talk. And like, it's, it's an essential for me, having faith, having hope, believing that there is something better and above and beyond me. And I just pray that the people who are listening understand that, that there's hope. And I just kind of pray that they personally seek out that hope and that they begin to open up that dialogue with God and seek community and um, just open up to people that you, that you trust and, and, you know, love you. And if you don't have that, then seek out one of these alternative resources. I mean, Ford just has so many of these. And whether you live anywhere near Fort Ori, there are resources where you live because there are churches where you live. And I, I can assure you that if you are seeking God and if you're seeking hope, then seek, seek community through the church and, and God will provide you with the resources to, to help you grow and to disciple you. Because I firmly believe that that is, that is who God is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. When you were talking, it reminded me of that rec- the recovery redemption book I reference a lot. Matt Chandler, like in the Bible study, he talks about uh, an analogy of it's like because you because you, you talked about um, like treasure in your heart. Like there's also the verse like where your treasure is, your heart will be. And so it's like it, the analogy I think was um, like you're driving. And, but then you find out that you have a million dollars that's waiting for you and but your car keeps breaking down and then you're just you're so mad about your car breaking down that you forget that you have like a million dollars waiting for you and I hope I don't butcher that analogy but basically like there's this problem might seem costly to you right now but there's something even more of more value waiting for you yeah so to wrap up i'll just uh, leave us in uh some prayer and uh, hope this um unscripted podcast helped you in some way so <sighs> dear god just kind of lift lift up everyone that's listening people who aren't even listening and that just show them that like the the tunnel the tunnel or the cave that they're in is is may seem dark but there's there's a way out and you're that way and and i just pray that you open up their eyes to to see that that little speck of light or the bright light and that they focus on that light no matter how small it is and that they seek you and as they seek you that light gets brighter and brighter and then they're they're in in your presence and i just pray for that in uh jesus name amen